Hello everybody and welcome to our fifth interview with Neil Dorothy. In this interview, Neil talked with us about his experience like remote worker and digital nomad. My name is Niall Doherty from Disrupting the Rabblement. Okay, Neil, what is your opinion about the remote work world? The remote work world, I love it because I'm all about freedom. So freedom of choice, freedom of opportunity, and remote work gives more people the freedom to do work that they love, to work with the type of people they want to surround themselves with, to live in the places they want and experience whatever they want to experience. So it just gives people more opportunities, more freedom, and I'm all about that. Nice. nice. Um, how was your first steps as a remote worker or digital nomad? My first steps were, it was really one big step, I guess. I took a big leap, which I don't necessarily recommend. I was working a pretty good nine to five job, but I wanted to have the experience of working for myself, of traveling. So I saved up about 10,000 euros and quit my job and just hoped I would figure it out along the way. And I did, but I could have made it easier on myself, I think, by starting my own business on the side while I still had a nine to five. That would have been an easier transition, a smoother transition, rather than, oh no, now I got to figure this out as fast as possible. In your opinion, what was more complicated when you started to work as a remote worker or digital nomad? What was the most complicated thing? Yeah. Hmm. The most complicated thing. I think actually the, the main place, if I could go back and start over, I think I would begin with something simpler like freelancing instead of trying to get passive income or build like a big software business. It really is a progression. And I assumed going into it, I'd seen these people online that were writing ebooks and making thousands of dollars a month. I was like, I should be able to do that. And of course, not that easy, right? So if I was to go back, I would start smaller. I would just get some freelance income rolling because my whole first year working for myself was in a way wasted because I was trying to build like passive income streams. And that to me, I realize now is like a more advanced type of online business. And so when you just start off trying to do that, you really make things difficult on yourself and it's just hard to generate some income. And that's really what it's all about in, in, in the first few months, few years, is just figuring out a way to make money consistently to pay your bills. And then once you can do that, you increase your earnings, you reduce your hours, and then you have free time to work on passive income streams or a passion-based business. But yeah, if I could go back and give myself any advice, it would be that first year, just focus on the most reliable ways to get income flowing, and then that will free you up to do more creative or riskier work later. Nice. <clears throat> um, a lot of people say, I am a remote worker or digital nomad for freedom, flexibility, or family matters. So why, uh, why did you choose remote work lifestyle? For me, the big thing, the, the main reason I chose working online is the freedom to travel. And 
I think as well, working for yourself, building your own business is just a tremendous growth opportunity. It's probably the best thing I've ever done for my own personal growth because you have to take full responsibility. You constantly have to learn new skills. You have to get good at so many different things in order to succeed working remotely, especially for yourself or on a small team, that you're just constantly growing, you're constantly learning, and it's, it's just such a faster progression of your own growth than you would experience, I think, working in a traditional nine to five company where you don't have to take responsibility for so much. It's more like, mm, that's not my job. So that would be the main thing for me. That, that was the really appealing thing for me and the reason I wanted to jump into working remotely, working for myself. Matt, in your opinion too, how, how do I prepare to work in a remote company or freelance or entrepreneur? There's a principle I came across recently called surrogation. And the idea of there's a biological surrogation, which we're not talking about here. It's not about having someone else carry your child. This is about the psychological concept of surrogation, which basically means if you want to live a certain lifestyle or build a certain business, you go out and you find people who are already doing that. And you ask them, hey, if you would want piece of advice to if I wanted to emulate your business or your lifestyle, what would you recommend? Or if you could go back and start over, what would you do differently? And you just find these people who are already successful and you ask them for advice. And it's strange how many people don't do that. I don't think I did that enough when I was starting out. I just thought that was, I don't know, a form of weakness, like asking for help. So I would recommend people take that or use that surrogation approach and find people who are already successful and ask them questions, learn from people who've already done it. There's a great phrase I heard that the best way to walk through a minefield is in someone else's footsteps. So find that someone and follow in their footsteps. And do you think that the university needs to start to work in this line? Universities? Yeah, in general. It would be great if more universities were open to it, but also more workplaces are open to hiring remotely. There's so many advantages to it for for workplaces, right, for companies. They can save a lot of money. They're not limited to just hiring talent that's within commuting distance. They have a much larger talent pool. Universities as well, though, could definitely do a better job of, it's really preparing people to figure things out, I think is the key skill. Okay. Because anything you learn in university now is probably going to be obsolete in five, 10 years. But if you teach people how to figure things out and how to constantly learn and develop themselves, then they're going to be valuable employees. They're going to have a lot to offer in the workplace for decades. Next. And the final question is, um, do you think that people need advice to become a remote worker or digital nomad? It definitely helps. I think there are certain people who they start off to become a remote worker or digital nomad. And you can just tell they're going to succeed, right? They're going to get there eventually. So it's really just a matter of how can they speed up that process? And they can speed it up by learning from people who've done it already, avoiding those, the pitfalls that they may have made, learning from their mistakes. Um, there's other people who just aren't really suited to it. And no matter how hard they try, it's, it's going to be difficult for them. But yeah, I think advice in general, whether it's learning from someone to help you speed it up or talking to all these people and you kind of figure out faster that maybe this isn't for me, okay. it's definitely going to help. Thanks. Appreciate all good.
Yep. Thanks. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Hi guys, this is all for today, but if you want to hear uh, new interviews on digital nomad experiences, you only have to put your email in www.dnexperiences.com. Thanks a lot for listening and see you on the next time.